This is the All-Ireland Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care podcast. You can find more information and additional podcast episodes at professionalpalliativehub.com. Hello and welcome to the All-Ireland Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care podcast. Today I am joined by Valerie Smith, who is Public Engagement Lead with the Irish Hospice Foundation and today we are talking about Think Ahead, the Advanced Care Plan. Hi Valerie. Hi Yvonne, lovely to be here. So Valerie, I might just get um, straight into it. Uh, really interested to hear about Think Ahead. I'm wondering how did the programme commence? Yeah, so Think Ahead And like you said, it's an advanced care plan. And this is a set of documents that guide people to think about, talk about and record their wishes, choices and preferences for end of life. And this came about in 2010 at our end of life forum, where it was envisioned because we were really seeing that people didn't know what their options were for end of life and what they could choose um, around their care and around their treatment. In 2014, we formally launched the, ser- the set of documents. And in that time, so in the past eight years, we've distributed about 100,000 of these documents around the country. Um, that's to individuals, that's to medical practices and to hospitals. And this year, what we're very excited about is launching an expanded, easier to read version of Think Ahead. That sounds great, Valerie. And I believe that the the resources are divided into, you know, different sections that deal with um, different areas. So could you talk me a little bit through that? Absolutely. So Think Ahead, like you said, is divided into three sections. So the first section is called My Personal Wishes and Care Plan. The second section is called My Advanced Healthcare Directive. And the third section is a one-page leaflet called My Medical Summary Form. So that first document, uh, Valerie, My Personal Wishes and Care Plan, you know, it sounds really good. I think it's something that people really think about and would like to record if that is needed, you know, with their care later on. So could you talk me through what a person might put into that document? Absolutely. My personal wishes and care plan provides information on where and how you would like to be cared for if it comes to such a point in your life where you can't speak for yourself. So this will have information on um, your religious or spiritual beliefs as well. So that's really important in case the carers or people looking after you come from different traditions. It This also includes information on what type of food you like or don't want to be fed. But this document also keeps a record of the documents that you need during end of life and after death. So the things that your carers and your family members will be looking for, including financial documents, legal documents, uh, mortgage documents, what you have and where it's stored. And lastly, in this section, personal wishes and care plan, we you, you you're invited to include what type of funeral 
burial or end of life care that you'd like as well. So being really clear on how you want to celebrate your life um, and have your death grieved helps smooth out the suffering for those of those of those people around you. Yeah, and I think you hear it's so important, Valerie, because I think it probably takes away a lot of the the stress during such a difficult time for people. So what is the next document? The next document is my advanced healthcare directive. And within the advanced healthcare directive, this really deals with treatments um, and the physical care of yourself at the end of your life. And again, this is only used and referred to when you are when you lack capacity and you're not able to speak or express your own wishes and choices. In advanced healthcare directive, you can do three things. You can refuse treatments request treatments, and you can also appoint somebody to act on your behalf. Again, if you lack capacity to express or communicate your choices. What this does is it ensures that your choices are protected all the way through your life. So the first thing, like I said, you can refuse treatments. And this includes things like CPR, feeding tubes, breathing machines, and so on. So you can refuse any artificial treatments. You, you can't refuse basic care, and that's shelter, warmth, or the offer of food and water. But again, you can refuse artificial treatments. And you need to be really clear about those specific circumstances that it falls under. But within our guide, we make it as easily uh, able to fill out those forms. So that covers refusing treatments, Valerie. And what if a person wanted to request a particular treatment? That's a great question. You can request treatments, um, but requests are not as binding as refusals. Requests could be denied for any number of reasons, such as if it's unavailable or if your medical team determines that it would like cause more harm or suffering to you, um, or if it's just not appropriate for what you need. But you can always put your requests in and your healthcare team Uh, does need to refer to that and consider your requests. Coming to kind of the third, I suppose, you know, important part, Valerie, there of the Advanced Healthcare Directive, which is your ability to appoint or nominate a particular healthcare professional. Could you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so the third thing you can do is appoint or nominate somebody to speak and act on your behalf. And this does not have to be a medical professional. It can be a friend or a relative, somebody that you trust um, who will agree to what you have already written down in your document. They agree, yes, I'll represent you. Um, I'll stand up, advocate for the re- treatments that you've refused, the treatments that you request. And they, this person is only called up when... Again, you lack that capacity to speak or communicate your wishes. And so should that day come, you have somebody designated. And this can uh, remove a lot of the stress and anxiety that you were talking about before when families or people don't agree on the correct treatment or the correct course of action at end of life. When you've named somebody that you trust to come and, and help navigate kind of those tricky those tricky questions can be really beneficial both to yourself to make sure you get what you want at the end of life, but also um, it removes the stress and anxiety of friends and family around you. 
Yeah, I think it's such an important message, Valerie, there that you've said and just emphasise that it is such a challenging time and, and anything that can alleviate that for people. And sometimes it is around trying to make the right decision for the person you love. Um, at that time. So then I see uh, the medical summary form. So what does that entail? The medical summary form is a one page leaflet that summarizes, just like it says, everything that you've put into your other documents. And you can bring this to your GP or your specialist or your healthcare team and use it as a way to start a conversation about what you want for yourself at the end of life. You can also ask them to make a copy of it and put it in your file. So when the day comes that uh, your team, your family, people around you are deciding what kind of treatment you need um, at the end of life. And again, when you're not able to speak for yourself, they have on record that you have already put a lot of these decisions down onto paper. So it's just a way to continue communicating about your end of life, your treatment wishes. Thanks, Valerie. And I think that it's something that people should consider doing, that I would certainly consider doing. And I was really encouraged to hear that already 100,000 people had requested the form. We're hoping that others who are our listeners today, you know, will consider having a look at these resources as well. So how can I get copies of these? So you can download a free copy or order a hard copy of Think Ahead by calling us, visiting our website, or emailing us. Our website is thinkahead.ie. Our phone number is 01-679-3188. Or you can email us at thinkahead at hospicefoundation.ie. Valerie, thanks so much. That was really informative today. And again, just for our listeners, thank you again. And you can get more information at thinkahead.ie. Thank you for listening to the All-Ireland Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care podcast. You can find more information and additional podcast episodes at professionalpalliativehub.com.